everybody. Welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast. My name is Mike Mercurio. With me are my beer buddies and co-hosts, Ben Perrier. Hello. And Michael Hawks. Hey. Why did you just do a salute? <laughs> they can't see you. <laughs> that was great. He <laughs> just salutes the microphone. I love it. Our goal is to bring you guys three different views uh, on a wide range of beers, and it is it has been a wide range of beers. <laughs> Uh, there are many great beer options out there, and equally many that are not so great, as I have definitely found out. Mike and I, I think, uh, have similar palates at this point in time. And I there. love torturing them. And yes, you do. We are going to also try and bring you some history, if any, on the breweries, which lately we haven't had a whole lot. Uh, and we're going to obviously try to entertain you. Hopefully this is entertaining. If it's not... Drink a bunch of beer and then listen to us. It might be better. <laughs> uh, before we begin this episode... I just got back from Philadelphia, and while I was there, I went and checked out a brewery called Yards Brewing Company. So, first and foremost, I'm going to get... bring back any Yards beer. beer. Couldn't, because I couldn't can't leave the state, and no. But... Well, you know. couldn't leave the state with it beer? It couldn't, yeah, no. You can't, Why can't, you can't cross state lines. They're only in... Uh, they are a local brewery only in Philadelphia, and they do not distribute yet. So, you were there, you couldn't put some in your bag and fly back? I had carry-on only. Why you always check bags when you travel? Well, no. I, I don't feel like losing bags because I always end up there in the night. No. Anyway, long story short, let's skip this. The point was, I wanted to give them <laughs> first, first and foremost, I want to give them a shout out. And I want to give Michael Hans a shout out. He's the tour manager, awesome guy. The brewery is fantastic. They've been doing what they've been doing for like 24 plus years, I think maybe 30 years. The one of the owners, his name is Tom. Nice guy, man, briefly. They have turned down multiple million-dollar deals to move out of the state, to move out of Philadelphia, because they just want to build to build the name of a Philadelphia brewery and stay doing what they're doing. And I really respect what they did. Their tour was awesome. Their beers are awesome. So if you guys ever get a chance to go to Philadelphia, you need to check out Yards Brewery. It was really, really cool experience. Their tour was great. Got to try a bunch of beer, which was a plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this? That may have been what made it great, but I'd already had beer before. They have several different um, uh, uh, beers that they produce using the original founding father. Fa- <laughs> There's a tongue twister. Using the original founding father's recipes. That's so, cool. so a recipe that Ben Franklin came up with, which is wow. an outstanding beer, by the way. Ben was just a cool dude. There ben was usually are. Yep. There was a George Washington's beer, and then the was other the one. It was a porter, and it's it was beer. it was very good. Mm-hmm. And a... You just know Ben Franklin's favorite beer? George Washington's. Oh, he does, yeah. He is. That's pretty good, though. He does. Ben, ben Franklin, beer is proof that God exists and he loves us. <laughs> no, wait. That God loves us and wants us to be happy? Something along those lines. Good quote. I believe that based on the beer because it was good. And then there was another one. I think it was I think it was a Jeffersonian beer. Or Hamilton. Okay. It was Jefferson. Anyway. The they all brewed beers to the yeah. point, which is Well, back epic. then, back then they did. And oh, it, they, I mean, it was Jefferson. They did, they did lots of things. It was Jefferson <laughs> because if you ever visit Jefferson's homestead, uh, uh, the um, Monticello, his entire basement, by the way, the house is an octagon. It's a really cool house. And the entire basement, which is the entire underside of the house, was dug deep enough that he could put all of his beer kegs in it and have a storage to keep them cool. I kind of I know. Pretty cool. I mean, like back then, when winter comes, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beer stores. Right. It's in olden time, in ye olden time. Speaking of old-style beers, uh, did I derail you off your subject? 
You did briefly, but that's okay. So Go I've ahead got, and finish. So I brought you guys a gift each. Thank you, sir. A Yard's glass uh, and bottle opener. Mike, since you're newer to the beer thing, I got you an authentic, nice Yard's pint glass. Ben, I got you a nice, authentic Yard's bottle opener. Oh, yeah. So, man. There you go. I accept well, your gift. Thank you. If you don't, I'll get down. <laughs> I'll take it back and drink beer out of it. That's it. I'm going to drink this beer out of this glass. There you go. Nice. All right. So back to the uh, the task at hand, which I'm so just not excited about, which is <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> it's, it's a hard life. <laughs> it's, a life. <laughs> it's a hard enough life. Uh, so this is today. Today we're going to be reviewing Founders Cromudgeon. Uh, so it is an old ale brewed with molasses. And oak aged, so I think they really did a poor job on the wording. <laughs> Sounds thick and heavy. Old a old ale brewed with molasses and oak aged. Seems yeah. inappropriate the way they, yeah. they worded it. And it makes oak sense. aged. It's like they flavored it with oak aged, but and no, oak but aged. it was yeah right. Anyway, I think English teachers everywhere hate them, but it is uh, I, founders. For those of you guys who've been listening to us for a while. I think multiple times we've given Founders credit for having some fantastic beer. I have found, found that Founders is one of my favorite beer companies. They make some great stuff, and it is potent. Um, in fact, I had one today. What, 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 one day I aspire to be like Michael Hall, and be able to get up there and get a nice tasting of it. Oh, right. man. I, I feel that. like I didn't appreciate it enough because I'm not a beer connoisseur, but I love it. You didn't. You didn't. No, but like the thing is, someone who doesn't <laughs> right. drink beer. We got to kind of start somewhere. I mean, the founders breakfast house were the ones that really started turning me on to the bigger, heavier beers. Uh, yeah. I was drinking my brother one night. We went to his friend who was bartender, and he was just sliding. Found it. And it was weird because at the time it came and like, you know, when you see like a, a cartoon of moonshine, it's got like the porcelain jug with XXX. <laughs> right. That's pretty much what it came out in. Oh wow! And it's just how they first started getting it here. I don't know. It was weird, and he was pouring it, and I was drinking it, and I got. Yeah, dude, I think you would you would absolutely love it. It's it's an open floor plan. They have the tables are just completely packed no matter what time you go. And so you finally get into a table. Um and then they have the menu is just like pages and pages of founders beers and they got the brewery right next door. Dude, it's like the best live music. You guys would absolutely love it. This is like the it. first time a gold prospector ever goes gold prospecting and finds a nugget the size of his head. Mike got to do that. He's like, oh, is this normal? Cool. Yeah, well, at you the know. time, I was like, I know this is special, but I don't know why. I don't know anything that's to drive to Grand Rapids, Michigan. This podcast may take a while. We're going to load you guys up in the car and just start driving now. Oh, man. Uh, Two days later. Yeah, so. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> right. So, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, founders. Curmudgeon. Tell us about the uh, bottle, Mike. Uh, yeah, man. So it's pretty pretty chill. Uh, the It's got this nice painting of... Curmudgeon? A curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Picture a curmudgeon. That's, what, that's what's on the front. Like a seafaring curmudgeon. Yeah, just, uh, you know. Which and is very un- unsatisfied seafaring captain. Looked real pissed off. Yeah. But he doesn't know why. My he just steamboat, damn it. He's just that way. He might be, but that's one well-groomed old curmudgeon. Yeah. Like, his beard's neat, man. You'd think he'd be old, like, seafaring. He has some old, big old bushy beard that was unkept. And well, it actually looks like it's kind of weaving itself into his chest hair in that picture. I don't really know. What well, that's, that's the fur collar. Uh, is that a collar? <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, fur collar, man. I thought, just, I thought his neck beard. He's, he's a seaming. He's got to keep warm <laughs> in the old velvet, velvet tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, this prince. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, outside of that, man, it's uh, just a, looks kind of like a standard. Well, so, yeah, so far, it's brewed molasses. It's got an old man on the cover. It's talking about seafaring ports and stuff on the back of the bottle. I'm expecting... I'm expecting to put some hair on your chest. I just saw the 9.8% alcohol, and... I need some hair on my chest. I got a big old bald spot right here. It's weird. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't even grow a beard. I need I some hair on my... I can't either. I need some hair on my face. Okay, we guys enjoy. Let's open this. All right, <laughs> so you're going to drink out of your glass, and I'm going to use my bottle opener. Hold on a second. So, this is what it says on the back of the bottle for everybody's records. Think classic seafaring ports, local pubs, and weathered old fishermen. This old ale is brewed with molasses and an insane focus on the malt bill. I don't know what a malt bill is. Sounds good. The malt, as in malts, as in malts and hops. Yep. So it's going to be a really malty beer. Then oak aged. The result is a rich malty delight that's deceptively smooth and drinkable. Ooh, I can smell good. I'm excited. It smells sweet. It smells molassesy. I want to drink this deceptively drinkable it's beer. It's pouring. Doesn't look too thick on the pour. Um, no, no, it actually. Looks it's a. Uh, I'd say a dark copper. It pours like the a color. nail. Almost looks like lots of sediment floating around in there. I wouldn't know. I just empty the bottle with my glass. Well, I mean, look at it. Look at it in the light. Uh, no. Or tiny little air bubbles. Air bubbles. It is. It, it, so I don't know, man. Those are hanging around. So it produces a good amount of head. Uh, yeah. Well, yours is already evaporating. Mike poured his into a probably not so clean glass. Mine. Uh, no, that's sediment, Russ. Is that's <laughs> a lot of sediment. Okay, so what does that what does that mean? Do you want sediment in some beers? It just depends. It's, it's oh, particles no, of whatever. Is. You're right. There it's is particles, but it's not uncommon. Of no, no. it's just less filtered. Uh, yeah. So basically, when you flavor, get an extremely be the yeast. Yeah. Okay. When you get an extremely clear beer. Interesting. I, I never knew that overly filtered sediment can be in your drink. Okay, so the smell. All right. Definitely smell molasses. I yeah. I was gonna say. I smell plums, dark cherries, molasses, or dark berries of some sort. Maple. It, make, it makes me think of what we used to have a, uh, what would we call it? Um, hot fruit. During, during the Christmas time, we take like, you know, canned fruits and lots of hot stuff. You put sherry and butter and you bake it. And like, <laughs> and plums, that makes just a lot, lot of, lots of times we use, yeah, like, you know, the, the purple so plums turn to purple. That's what it makes me think of is that dark. Fruity, yeah, but it's so dark. Like alcohol. I was going to say, it smells like a good fermented alcohol, but not in the funk kind of way of the last beer. It smells this, like a uh, good, sweet fermented. Wow. This smells like a dank cellar that's just full of fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost. All right, here it's we go. Almost a wine right. down there. Let's give it a whirl. That's, um, you definitely get a lot of the molasses sugar on the front, followed by a wave of alcohol. Wow. Dude. The second, the second, I've already had one sip. The second sip, I like a little oh, bit better. The, the, first sip, the first sip was kind of a front to the senses. Kind of punches you in the face. That wow. is heavy. Yeah. Okay, so... I can see how that could build up on the tongue really quick and become really thick really fast. Put a stick of butter in a frying pan and then just pour in a whole bottle of molasses mm. and heat it up. That's what it tastes like. I can see that. That is... Ooh. That is good. And sugary, did you just hit your tooth with your glass? Like you were so ready to put that thing in your mouth? <laughs> I don't think I like it, man. Really? Already, yeah. Already it's almost my, too my mouth, sweet for Yeah, kind of coated. Get about three, four more sips into it. It's it making, is it's, very sugary. It's making me do the dog peanut butter thing. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will agree. It is very sugary. And I'm not... 
It's right. like I'm chewing on it, but after I drink it. You know, it's, you get those some beers, you almost have to like chew on it to get down. This one's like after you swallow, you're still kind of chewing. Yeah, I see what you mean when you, when you said that this was going to be a palate wrecker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is, I could see how this could overwhelm mm. the palate. It's, it's extremely creamy. There's no tang. There's no bitterness. It is, it is creamy. It is sugary. This, that's that vault. What was that face, dude? It's, it's, I think the sugar factor is getting to me. <laughs> Going into a diabetic coma? It makes me a little sick how much how, how sugary it tastes. That's a lot, yeah. It's, wow. I don't know what, I don't. Go back when we were talking about sweet beers yeah. and just, you know, you can drink. This would be a, a sit down. I would have one bottle at a time. This Tops. would go great with a cigar. Yeah. This would go mm. absolutely great with a cigar. And this would go great with any bitter, like a, like a salty cheese. Because it's so sugary and so sweet. Cut through it, yeah. There's no fruitiness. I don't get any fruitiness to it. It is just it is yeah, brown the, sugar like, and molasses and butter. That's it. That mm. is it. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's almost, unlike a lot of founders, a little, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but I mean, guys, it'd be two-dimensional. I get, cause I get alcohol and I get molasses. This is the most linear <laughs> of their flavors I've ever had. Most of their flavors have a lot, a lot of stuff going on. This is very specific. I, I feel like if there was a way that it could have stayed the same alcohol... I got a little more of the oak flavor. I don't get all it's Asian oak, but I don't. I can, I can kind of some of their other beers you can get tell. It. Yeah, but this really one tell. not so much. I agree. It's more of a vanilla. Mm-hmm. So you know, fresh. So fresh oak barrels. Yeah. When they when they do a lot of when they when they age a lot of wines, they use fresh French oak. French oak? Yeah, it's French oak. And it, it naturally has a vanilla flavor to it. I wonder if they use a new or used oak barrel. That's what's that's what I'm thinking. This tastes like a very vanilla-y, maybe a French oak barrel, like a fresh French oak barrel. Because it's imparted with a lot of that vanilla-y yeah, but, sweetness. but you don't get, like, a lot of times you think barrel-aged, you think bourbon or whiskey. Yeah, you no, really don't probably, get that at I don't all. Get, I, no, I don't. That's weird. But I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, just like I mean, the straight oak vanilla. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I honestly, I really for this is the sweetest beer I've ever had that I like. It's always so interesting because you can pinpoint these these notes mm-hmm. of I would have never thought, but it's when you say them, I can taste them and I can understand it well, for the most part. It's I'm, I'm, like, I'm the same. I'm the same. That's why I love tasting stuff from Mercurios. He picks out these crazy. See. For, for those of you listening, you keep hearing me pause in my speech just because I'm having to stop and do the peanut, dog peanut butter thing. Like, it's, it's just causing me to salivate. Uh, it's kind of weird. Anyways, I completely just derailed myself and I have no idea what I was about to say. You're saying something about the nosings and the tasting stuff. Oh, and tasting with, with, with you is that you, you pick out all these weird things and it's, you know, it gets into like, you know, wine connoisseurs and they talk about, you know, we're walking through the store one day. And my wife, who doesn't drink at all, she she looks at one bottle and she goes, okay, that one has a 96 rating. And she looks on the other side of the aisle and goes, that one has a 96 rating. What's the difference? I said, about 70 bucks. Because one was 115 and one was like 125. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know well, that's not quite right math. It's no. 90, but you, you get the point. <laughs> Bad math, me no good. That's beer math. That's beer math. Uh... And, it's, it's, and they, they, I read articles that say there's only about 2% of the population or some stupid low that can actually pick out the nuances of the those wines. And they're super tasters. Well, they call super tasters. You know, you have, you have a, a heightened sense of taste from other. It's kind of like why kids don't like stuff like broccoli when they're kid, you know, really little. Is the smaller you are, the younger you are, the more acute taste you have a bitter, since you have a bitter. 
And so, where as an adult, your taste change, you might like broccoli. Because as a kid, you don't remember it. Taste it tasted mm -hmm. bitter. Yeah, I used to hide my lima beans anywhere I could. I hate lima beans. I would not be hide I found nooks and crannies under the table that I would hide them. And they come oh, back after. That's no, 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 no. I would come back later because I knew I'd have to do it again at some okay. point. And I would get them and then Thinking throw them away. Ahead. Right, so you'd clear the stash and then you'd be ready to go. My little cousin, she's in high school now. When she was a little kid, she would take food she didn't want to eat and she'd just stick it in a drawer somewhere. It's so like her mom would come up and find a half eaten bowl of mac and cheese that was like three months old oh sitting in a drawer upstairs oh. in the playroom. I mean, mold growing on it. That's it's, immensely worse. Oh, um, it's horrible. <laughs> She'd be up there like, what's that, what's that smell? Mac and penicillin. That's what yeah, mac and penicillin, baby. Mac and penicillin. That's the smell of a virus. Here's, right? fun fact. Okay, here's your fun fact for the day. Uh, <clears throat> or the $64,000 pop quiz. When was penicillin first found? 1927. Wrong. 1912? Wrong. What? Is it later are, or earlier? Y'all are about 2,000 years off at least. So there are... 4,007? <laughs> yes. In the future, we discovered a magical drug called penicillin. Do people know about this? We should tell them. I'm a time Damn traveler. those time machines. No, there's a... a I always forget his name. I want to say Hammurabi, but that's not right. Um, who was the, the bad guy in the mummy? What was his name? I have no freaking clue. I think clue. he was an actual person, but he was, he wasn't obviously an Tutan, evil, evil There's an old guy that talks about in ancient Egypt, you know, time of the pyramids, where this guy, I mean, he was, he was, he was a genius. He had a lot of the, the advancements for um, Egypt. Welcome to the um, Molds and Fungi podcast. Uh, right? <laughs> but, but anyways, it talks about him using moldy bread in wounds. <clears throat> Like, I mean, they found transcripts from thousands of years ago of this guy using moldy bread and it was, and it was penicillin. Have they, wow. found, have they found old transcripts like that about beer? Yeah, dude. I mean, beer goes back all the way back. Then I care. It goes all the way back to Mesopotamia. Beer and bread <laughs> is the reason civilization was founded. We used to be nomadic. Mm -hmm. as, as a species, we were nomadic. We followed the food. Um, and then we realized that Beer was how you know how to brew beer, how to make bread, and all that. It started with meat, and we stopped to grow the crops so we could make bread and brew beer. Why don't we drink meat anymore? We do. I've got a bottle in my my fridge right yeah. now. Well, like it's as a like as a culture, have you ever had meat? Because beer's better. No, no. Is that right. why? Is it because beer tastes better? I think so. I mean, no. I, meat is very it's interesting. It's also cheap because meat's made with honey. Meat's pretty bad. It's expensive. When you say that word. I mean, meat. You, you think about. You think, game, you, you think of Game of Thrones and Vikings. You, you think, <laughs> you think, the, re, the reason why money. So you can buy, what, a 10 pound bag of sugar at least for the same as you can buy a little small jar of honey. Processed. Mm. Yeah. And, so, and, and yeast eats sugar, which makes alcohol. Mm. That's how that's how the whole beer thing started, or how the whole alcohol thing started. It's very interesting. So that's where honeymoon comes from. There you go. It's exactly right. It's really interesting if you as look a, at the history doubt. of mead. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really really cool. But so early um, water flasks were like goat skin or goat intestine. Yeah, sure. And the natural bacteria in it, they, they would store honey in it because honey was very very uh, nutritional. It doesn't go bad. Right. So they would store honey. In these these goat skin or flasks, goat intestine goat intestine flasks, and apparently at some point in time, the bacteria started fermenting it and it liquefied, 
got more liquidy, mm. and then they started realizing, oh, this is really kind of cool. Hey! So then they started Life figuring sucks. Out, yeah. We can get drunk now. Yeah, so they started figuring out how to use that to their benefit, and they started brewing mead. They found out how to ferment honey on purpose, and then it went from there. They're like, what else could we ferment? It's kind of like, remember wow. when you were a kid, or remember when you were, like, okay, a young adult, and you got your first blender, or you got your first garbage disposal, mm. and you would try to figure out what kind of crap you could dispose of. Oh, I mean, we're test it semi out. in that phase. Yeah, you're going to die, so. We found. Oh, well, let's go down the garbage disposal. Eggshells. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. do that. There you go. What? So they did the same you thing. That's eggshells? Well, it clog, well, I had to unclog our drain below because an eggshell. Yeah, shells. quickly, though, I want to kill this whole thing. Are you shoving them down in there, then turning it on or running water? We'll get in that in when it's not okay. the <laughs> Anyways, welcome but, to the eggs and garbage disposal project. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. When we say tails, we'll talk about whatever the hell we want. That's right. Uh, but no, yeah, you, Michael Hoss, you made a face when I said it earlier up on Honeymoon, so... It, now, this isn't necessarily <clears throat> solidified in stone, you know, written in stone, but it is a, a like prominent the theory, right? Uh, but it, it was, you know, honey was used as a dowry, you know, which uh, the concept of dowry has always blown my mind. But anyways, it was used as, as, a, as a dowry and that they would give them enough honey to make mead for one full cycle of the moon. Okay. Honey, moon. Oh, that's crazy. Right? Man. Wow. I learned, that. That one, I learned that tonight. All of life's wonderful things started with alcohol. I'm right. kidding. That's not true. But it sounds good. Homer Simpson calls all right, let's give it, to all life's problems. Let's give it a uh, rating. I'm going to pour mm-hmm. more because I like it. Um, I'll take some more. It's difficult for me. The first half of the beer, I would give 6.85. Yeah, 6. The, the first half of the beer, I would give 6.85. He's into the tens. I like to be more specific with my ratings. Um, the second why half not, of the why beer. Why not? Why not? Six point eight four. Well, that would round up to six point nine. Um, the the booziness level of it was worth that extra point zero one. Okay, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the second half of the beer, I get like a five. Um, as I drink it, it gets harder and harder to drink. It gets, it just, it doesn't change. That's interesting, because I would think it would yeah, get easier. Yeah, it sits on your tongue. It I feel like I'm having trouble speaking out. right now. because Yeah, just, my tongue is a little bit though. It's weird. It's so, it, there's something about it that it does. It's kind of like, it's kind of like oh, eating nice. a, a, a bag. Spoonful of molasses? Well, that would work. I don't know. I've never really done that. But it, I'm thinking of like a pack of crackers. Like, you know, it just sucks the moisture out of your mouth. See, I don't think it sucks the moisture out of like that. I think it's more like a spoonful of molasses, like a spoonful of honey, where it's just that thickness. Yeah, okay. I'll give this. My, my mouth, it's, my it's, mouth it's, is a little dry, though. I'm noticing yeah. that. It's, it's pulled the moisture out. Well, as I said, you know, it's been making me salivate this whole time, which is mm-hmm. probably my, why my mouth isn't dry, but I just feel like it's coated in nah. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Nothing is worse than being coated in nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right. 6.85 6. for the and first then half. The aftertaste and a five for the a, second half. For the second half. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got, Mike? Um, Simplify it, will you? Mm, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, what was I going to say? <laughs> what is the alcohol? Man, I don't know. Because I think it might have gone too 9.8. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's got uh, been affected. I was going to say like a six and a half because it's not my favorite to drink, but if you're looking to get drunk quick, 
Here's here's the yeah here's the most important. This look, this on average, take I would give it probably around a, you know six overall. On the scale of founders, it's like a four. Compared to other things, founders. It's oh, not that's a bad. good. That's a good way to. It's compare. not as bad as Lizard of Cause. That was. I'm that. sorry, founders. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, we were at a beer fest, and it, it was, was the one beer of the entire fest that I dumped out. Mm-hmm. Did not like it. Uh, you know, the other founders beers that I've had, though, there was like a blonde beer that I had. Well, it's like if you're, uh, if you're founders, you get an automatic two points over most other beers. Um, <laughs> and so if it was a six regularly, by founder standards, it's really a four. You take away, it's like golf. You take away the uh, handicap. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah no, that's know. a good point, though. Like, because I like this beer, but I don't think I like it as much as their other yes. well-known beers. Mm. So six and six to six and a half is solid for me. Okay. I was going to give it, I, I will give it a seven. It's, their founders, KBS, is mm. a nine and a half to a ten for me. It is just fantastic. <clears throat> yes. And I just had one of their other beers yesterday, and I wish I could remember what it was. And it was outstanding. And I'm going to give it, it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it was the good. Thing it was a place by, with the person. So, for the record, founders brews beers with very high alcohol content, almost consistently. <clears throat> So, uh, it was great, and I don't remember what it was because it was great. <laughs> That's all I can say. That was like, part of the wow. kind of the liquid bliss hit your tongue and you yeah just kind of ascended into the ethereal plane and forgot all the earthly matters of like what beer you were. Legitimately, drinking. if you guys are out there and you can find a founder's beer, get it. Or if it comes to your market where it's not there yet, get it. It's it's so good and on tap, man. It beats the Ooh, if you're a Bud Light like person, get the uh, golden lo- gold lager, gold metal lager. It was like a, was I know what you're talking about. It was golden something. I've yeah, it's that. like founders and golden and lager, and you'll love it. Do they do a light beer? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, I was going to bring it one I day. That one. It was wonderful. Yeah, I was going to bring it one day, and then we didn't do the podcast, and then I drank it all. It's definitely my top five. The KBS um, though, we should try and get some of those oh, for the podcast. So one day it goes. It, it literally what, sells out in like an hour. Yeah. Right? Really? Next week, next year I'll get some, and we'll do a three-year linear tasting. So I've got this year. I got one bottle of this year's and four bottles of last year's. That's awesome. It's it's nuts. When it comes out, you have to know, you have to go, and you have to sit in line, and pay through the nose, and pay through the nose. <laughs> it was fifty dollars for four pack. Holy cow! Yeah, I believe it. But it was good. Anyway, all right. So. Yeah, I guess that was Founders Curmudgeon. The long and short of it is uh, Founders is a good beer. If you find you don't like one of their darker beers, you're probably not going to like any of them. Because I wouldn't say that, no. Because I'm not, I'm not a huge fan similar. of it. This is a darker beer. I'm not a huge fan of it. You gave it uh, okay. Leisure to Cause is a dark beer. I don't like it. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a, like a blueberry barrel style. Okay, so the point of this was don't listen to anything I just said. This drink tastes like the because label looks... <laughs> It tastes like it a does. salty fisherman. Yeah, they nailed it. <laughs> salty, they nailed it. Bittersweet fisherman. It's man, I like it. It's weird because I do not like sweet beers like this, but I like it. All right, that's that. Until uh, next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers and cheers. Rock out, <laughs> rock out, out. with your hops out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to take cheers with beers. <laughs>